We'll get to episode 211 in just a moment, but before we do, I'd like to ask for your support of the Keystone Chapter of the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania. Go to supportkeystonechapter.org to make a donation. Show the folks in the Philadelphia area that blindness is not a barrier. They can live the lives they want, and we want to show them how. Again, that's supportkeystonechapter.org. You can make your donation there. There's a box. If you want to also cover the fees, that would be greatly appreciated. Again, supportkeystonechapter.org. Thank you so much for your support. I really do appreciate it. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 211 of I Can't See You. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I really do appreciate you joining me for this episode, this Christmas Eve Eve episode, recording it in the early morning hours of December 23rd. And I'll talk about that in a couple of seconds. Let me get the fantasy out of the way, because it's a short report. (laughs) I lost to Frank in the All-Blind League, so my hopes were dashed yet again to bring home a championship there. The greatest thing about Frank is every week he changes his team names. It's kind of like Bob's Burgers with the van, the exterminating van that pulls up or the storefront next to the restaurant. I was defeated this week by White Canes Connect Pug Cast. Frank loves pugs, as I think I've mentioned (laughs) quite often, and every week he's got a play on pugs, and I absolutely love it. Uh, I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago he was Buckeyed Hairless Pugs, a take on one of my all-time favorite team names from Janine Stanley last year, and again, if you want to (laughs) see... If you want to see Janine and the rest of us in the draft video, the all-blind draft documentary that Yahoo produced, I can't see you.com slash football. Now, I had a buy in the Frenemies League, but I will probably lose this week there as well. I am, I've got a 45% chance of beating Carlos. He is from Yahoo, and I have a feeling I will be one and done there as well. But we'll see. You, know, you never know what could happen. Crazy stuff goes on sometime. And maybe this weekend will help me. In hockey, I tied my birthday brother Nick 4-4. I remain in fourth place, so there's triple fours, I guess. I'm playing this week. I forget who I'm playing, but I am losing at the moment at the time of this recording. It's been up and down. And again, there's a couple of categories that I'm just getting destroyed in. And the ones that are close are the ones that I lead. So it's there's really only one more day. Friday night is the last day of games before the Christmas break. So I will probably <laughs> stop giving the fantasy updates unless something crazy happens this weekend or in hockey as we move forward. Obviously, if I'm still in the football, I will continue to do it. One of the things that really bothered me this past week was the World Cup. Not that I didn't mind that Argentina won. I was kind of pulling for France, but I love Lionel Messi, and I'm glad that he actually got a World Cup, and that is the last big thing that he needed for his career. So he is good, and just to see how folks were celebrating in Argentina uh, was just outstanding. I, I'm, I have no complaints over the games themselves. It was horrible, the coverage on Sirius XM. They claimed that they were going to cover every game, and I guess they did. 
But the final that they covered was the audio from the Fox television coverage, which I was not ever a huge fan of because not being able to see, it was hard to follow what was going on when I did watch. Especially the lead announcing team, they told stories a lot. And in the car, coming home, we were out and about on Sunday morning. So we're listening to the match and we wondered, we got in the car for, I guess we finally got in the car and it was the second half of extra time, the kickoff. And we wondered, did it happen yet? They're talking and talking and talking. Then all of a sudden they get a little excited because one team or another was had a scoring chance. I'm like, oh. Well, I guess they did kick off. But there wasn't really play-by-play unless it was something near one of the goals. And at one point, there was some action down one end, and Argentina was attacking, and it sounded like, you know, they might score. They tell a little bit of a story, and the next thing you know, France is about to score. And either, either time, nobody scored. And that was the part that was brutal. I know a lot of my blind friends will listen to the radio because it's more descriptive and it's a lot easier to follow any kind of coverage, baseball, football, whatever, because you're hearing more of a descriptive analysis of what's going on as opposed to every once in a while talking about the match to actually describing the action. And it was just awful to listen to that Fox coverage in the car. Like I said, I wasn't a big fan of that even watching on TV. So to listen to it on the radio was just 10 times worse. It was just brutal. And fortunately, we got home in time to see the very end of the second half of extra time and then the penalty kicks. And again, like I said, I was rooting for France But when I started thinking about it and thought, you know, this is Messi's last chance. He's not coming back in four years at 39 years old to play one more tournament. This was it. This was his last chance. Now, maybe if he didn't win, maybe he comes back to try. Maybe he comes in off the bench. But that's not the way he is. That's not his type of play. He is... He's the main guy on the field. That was just brutal. I was so disappointed in that. I had mentioned last week... That Jane and I were going to New York on the 23rd. And like I said earlier, (laughs) it is the early morning hours of the 23rd of December. And we're not going to New York today. There is a major storm happening, which if you live in the eastern half of the U.S., you know about it. In fact, it's probably affected you one way or another. But because of what we had to do when we had to travel from Philadelphia to New York and then travel from Penn Station, which is kind of in the middle of Manhattan down to the lower end of Manhattan in the financial district and then go all the way back up to the Upper West Side with the rain and flooding predicted, especially in New York, coastal flooding. And there's been issues, if you haven't seen it before, on the news and on social media. Subways have flooded. And I was really worried. I just envisioned us sitting on the Amtrak train somewhere in New Jersey, whether it was Newark or Jersey City, just waiting because there were floodwaters in one of the tunnels that we had to go through to get to Manhattan and our final destination. So 
We opted for cold instead of rain slash snow that may come later today in New York. So we're going up on Christmas Eve. I know it sounds pretty dumb. (laughs) It would have been dumber to go on the 23rd. And we also thought about, and Jane was against this. I was up for going on Christmas Day. Jane was not. She did not want to go up on Christmas Day. Liz probably would have had a little bit of an issue with that for us to go up and and not be around for Christmas Day. But traveling probably would have been a lot easier, and we probably would have had no trouble going from downtown all the way uptown in an Uber because we were going to take some stuff that we're not going to jump on the subway with. So we're now going on the 24th, Christmas Eve, We get into New York a little before 11, and we're leaving New York a little after 5, assuming all goes well. (laughs) We have to pick up her keys. We couldn't wait until she moves in because she's got stuff that we have to take up there now, and it would have been hard for her on the 27th to go from her current apartment downtown to uptown to pick up the keys and then go back downtown in time to get there for the movers unless she got up very, very early and that would take packing time away because she still has a few things to put together in boxes or bins to have either Liz and I take them up in the car or to have the movers take them. So we're going up on the 24th. Jane is going back on the 26th and then Liz and I are going up on the 27th. Hopefully all goes well with the move. According to the weather tonight, it looks like it's going to be pretty good on the uh, 27th. So hopefully that is all good to go. Uh, I'm hoping gridlock alert season is over. I don't know if it is, but but that's the plan. So I'll let you know what kind of crazy stories I have next week in the podcast. I'm also scheduled to interview Aaron Spelker about accessible mobile games. And I'm interested to hear what he has to say and Uh, It's always kind of fun to listen to folks who play games a lot. I don't play games a lot, especially since I've gotten a little older and just none of them are exciting to me anymore because the ones that I loved, I love the sports games or the shooting games when I had enough vision to see enough to play them. In fact, one of my favorite games with the World Cup, it it was the FIFA soccer. I absolutely love that. Uh, But I just, you know, as, as I my vision deteriorated over the years. I just couldn't play them. I have probably haven't played video games and <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you. It's probably, it's probably two decades. <laughs> so I have him and he will be on next week's with next week's episode along with my usual stuff, but I'll be talking to Aaron next week and I'm looking forward to it. The last thing I want to talk about before I tell you about White Canes Connect and we get into Just Listen and Just Listen has to do with my next bit that I'm going to tell you about. This week, we went up to St. Lucie School to have their holiday party. And St. Lucie School is a school for blind and visually impaired students from kindergarten through eighth grade. And we always sponsor this party. We get each kid a gift. And it's always a lot of fun. We also got them pizza this year. They had a pizza party. In fact, some of the folks in our group had some pizza. Liz and I did not. We also brought mini bunt cakes. They're called buntinis from a place called Nothing Bunt Cake, and they are delicious. If you have one of those franchise places around you, check them out. Nothing Bunt Cakes. And kind of like the size of a cupcake. The uh, Or <laughs> if you watch Seinfeld, they were, cu- they were basically cupcake tops. <laughs> uh, 
these mini buntinis, and they were really good. We only got one flavor. We got the Funfetti or something like that. Every kid, including Jane, <laughs> loves uh, Funfetti anything. So we took those up there, and it was great this year, more so than previous years. We got to talk to the kids a little bit, and that was greatly appreciated, and some of the kids seemed excited by it. And we actually had more folks from the Keystone chapter go. In a couple of years, it's only been Liz and I. Last year was Liz and I along with Simon. And this year, besides Liz, Simon, and I, Lisa went and Jim Antonacci, who is a great one to go because he is a past president of the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania. So he has a wealth of knowledge about the NFB and the Keystone chapter. And so it was great to talk to the kids. There were a couple of kids, and I I talked to this one afterwards. His name is Sean, and he was asking some questions, and he seemed really interested. He seemed to be about 10 years old, which was around the time Simon came into the Keystone chapter. That's how long Simon has been in. (laughs) He's 20. He's going to be 21 uh, this coming April. So he's been in for nearly 11 years. So he was there asking questions. There was a girl there that said something to Lisa, and Lisa answered her, and and she said, this girl said, is that Lisa Bryant? And Lisa said yes. And she said, hey, it's Kayla or Kyla, or I have a couple of different versions of spelling in the emails that went back and forth. The bottom line is this girl was going to be on believe you can. And she was great. She had a great voice. She was great with the piano. And then she had a family conflict, so she couldn't make it. She had something else going on, and she couldn't make it. So hopefully she'll be on next year. But I was also surprised. She asked a lot of great questions as well. And she is just so mature. And it was incredible to hear those two kids and a couple others asked some really good questions as well. And it was, it was nice to hear what they had to say. And then, <laughs> and then we had to talk to them. Sister Lisa, who was the principal, asked us to tell the kids how important it is to use your cane. So then, of course, Liz threw me under the bus and said, David, why don't you take this one? <laughs> how important is it to use your cane? <laughs> and so, of course, I told the story of the... Um, the little incident in Pittsburgh. And uh, the kids got a kick out of that. And uh, (laughs) I I don't know that I mentioned how much the ambulance ride was, and hopefully they weren't excited about going into an ambulance, but I did talk about that as well. But Jim had some great stuff to tell them. Simon pretty much led the conversation because Simon went to this school back when he was in, I don't know if he started in kindergarten, but he went elementary through middle school before he moved on to high school. And so it was great for him to lead that conversation, again, because he's closer in age, obviously, to all of them than the rest of us were, and frightening that I was next closest. (laughs) So that tells you the uh, age of the folks who were there from the Keystone chapter, not counting Liz. Of course, Liz is younger than me, but obviously not blind. And then after we got done and Santa gave out the gifts and we gave out the candy canes that Jim brought and somebody else had brought some lollipops. And the greatest thing was they also got these books that I had talked about a month or so ago. The guys who did the presentation about the tactile astronomy during the 
NFB of Pennsylvania State Convention in Pittsburgh, they had these books. One was of the moon, and it was great because you could feel the craters and how they were set up. And one was of the solar system. I think there was also one of the Earth. I don't remember if that was in one of if that was in the moon book or if that was in the solar system book or I'm just imagining that. <laughs> but it was very cool. So they got all this cool stuff as well as the gift that we brought, which was I, I don't remember what they were, but they seemed pretty excited by it. I also saw, I believe, the girl from a couple of years ago that was a little annoyed at her present, which was some sort of knitted hat or scarf or something. Some of the other kids got earbuds and things like that, and she got a knitted scarf or hat and uh, just wasn't too excited for it. (laughs) But it was a great time to be up there. Once everything was said and done, we went to each classroom and gave out the buntinis, and they were excited for that and seemed to like that. In fact, some of the teachers seemed to really like those as well. (laughs) Now, the one issue we had, it was the day Jane was coming in from New York. It was on Monday the 19th, and the school had moved up further further up into the Northeast. And so instead of being a half an hour to a 40-minute ride, it was somewhere around 40 minutes to an hour. I don't remember exactly how long it took because we left our house, we went to pick up Simon, we went to pick up the Buntinis, and then we got on the road. And so all told, we left our house at 1030 and got there just before noon, where we had to get there at noon was the scheduled time for us to arrive. So roughly an hour and a half. Now, of course, it wasn't all driving because we stopped at the store to pick up the cakes. That took a couple of minutes. Uh, But it was a lot of fun to be up there with the kids, and they seemed appreciative of the gifts and the pizza and the sugar. And the teachers were okay with the sugar because they were getting ready to go home soon after they had their cakes. So as one teacher told me, it was their parents' problem now. (laughs) So that was a lot of fun and I always enjoyed doing that and getting to know the kids a little bit as they move up and get older and show them that. And the main reason we're there is to show them that folks who are blind can still do things. I I was on a call for the blind merchants a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was last week at this point. And one of the guys on the call was saying that he wanted to speak or he was asked to speak to a group of students because they were blind and they didn't know what they could do in their life because they're blind. They can't do anything and so forth and so on. And as I mentioned in the intro about supporting the Keystone chapter, the one main push for us in the Keystone chapter and most NFB chapters is that blindness is not a barrier. If you have the capability of being a chemical engineer, I do not have that capability. And if I could see, I wouldn't have that capability. But if you are trained to do that, you've gone to school, whether you've had sight or not, when you went to school to learn how to do whatever chemical engineers do, put stuff together without blowing themselves up, Uh, And I would call that a win. If you could mix a couple of things together and not blow up, you're good to go. You can still do that when you're blind. If you were an architect and then lost your vision, you can still do that afterwards. And there is a guy that was on, I think it was 60 Minutes a couple of years ago, that was able to do that. So just because you can't see doesn't mean you can't do. And that's why we're there to show the kids Jim was a school teacher during his career. He's retired now. Simon wants to do something in communications. Obviously, I love doing stuff in communications. And Lisa, same thing. She's a journalist and podcaster and whatnot. And we're there to show these kids that not just because we're old, we can do stuff. 
because Simon is, like I said, 20 right now. We're there to show them that, hey, you know, these folks are blind and they're doing what they want to do. So that's the main goal is to show other blind folks, especially kids, that if you're interested in something, look, you're not going to play center field on a major league club. That's not going to happen at this stage. Maybe in the future something will come along and you could do that. And you're not going to play second base or you're not going to play quarterback or defensive end, whatever. You're not going to do that. But there are plenty of jobs that you could go out and do, especially if you have the training for them. We're going to have a guy on White Canes Connect uh, early in the new year. His name is Sam and his YouTube channel is called The Blind Life. And he just did a series on the working blind to show folks that if you're blind, you can still do these jobs. And his first episode, he talked about a list. If I had to make a list of what blind, what work blind people could do, it would be easier to make a list of what blind people can't do. Again, like I said, not going to play on a major league roster, probably not even a minor league roster. You're not going to play point guard for your favorite basketball team. You're certainly not going to play goalie for your favorite NHL club. But there's a million things you could do. And you've got to believe so you can make the employer believe that you can do it. And that's the hugest issue is to get sighted folks to know that just because you're blind doesn't mean you can't do it. And so that's, that's our main goal when we help these kids at St. Lucie and support them and show them that, yeah, we're blind too and we're doing all these things. But again, it was a lot of fun and I look forward to doing it next year. We also support the kids that graduate from eighth grade each year by giving them a graduation gift, which is usually a gift card from either Amazon or I think last year we got Visa gift cards. I don't remember. But each year we give them, I think it's $25. Just to show, hey, congratulations, you've made it this far. Keep going. You'll be great in high school and then you could move on to college and so forth and so on. But again, a lot of fun and look forward to the next time we go back there. And I'll have more on St. Lucie and Just Listen. Before we get to Just Listen, though, I did want to mention White Canes Connect, episode 56. That's the other podcast I do. White Canes Connect is a podcast presented by the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania. We are up to episode 56, and in this episode, we talk to Katia, who is the Pennsylvania Association of Guide Dog Users' new president. And she is very passionate about guide dogs and everything that goes on with them from the discrimination that folks face from, as I may have mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Frank had sent me an article about a lady from who lives in Minnesota. She's Canadian, but she lives in Minnesota. She traveled home to Toronto to see her family and had no trouble going to Toronto on Air Canada. But when she was in Toronto to come back to her home in Minnesota, they wouldn't let her on the plane because of her dog. They said she didn't give the right paperwork and they didn't know if the dog was an actual guide dog and so forth and so on. And that's done. Things like that happen because people slap one of those vests on from Walmart and take their normal dog like Ziggy, the golden menace, onto an airplane and Obviously, Ziggy is not ready <laughs> is not ready for prime time on an airplane or just about any place else. And that ruins it 
not for that person, but for the person who does use the guide dog and for the disabled person who does need the guide dog. And so we talked to Katia about that. Again, it's episode 56. We also talk about Uber and Lyft denials, and which, of course, is against the law. But it happens all the time. And she tells a couple of good stories about that. In fact, one of them involved her with getting rejected and her complaining. And she was told by the company, and I don't remember if it was Lyft or Uber, they would, if it happened again, they would suspend the driver or take action. Why does it have to happen again? It happened once. That's too many times. So again, episode 56 of White Canes Connect. So this week in Just Listen, we grabbed some video. And when I say we, Liz grabbed the video. From our time at St. Lucie, you'll hear some folks speaking, Simon and Jim and Lisa. And you'll hear some of the kids and you'll, I think, even hear Santa on here. (laughs) And it's kind of funny when Santa comes on because some of the kids, especially the older ones, recognize the guy who plays Santa. <laughs> plays Santa. The younger ones don't care. They just think he's Santa and, and they're happy because he's handing out gifts and candy canes and, and all that sort of stuff. But here's this week's St. Lucie edition of Just Listen. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Is that big Santa bear? What's the name of my being elf? What? Alabaster Snowball. Alabaster snowball. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for the countdown? Yeah. Are you ready? Everybody, this is just a producer. You need to listen. Are you ready? Yeah. On your mark, get set, go. National Federation of the Blind, and and of the blind is important. Unlike these other organizations for the blind, that are a bunch of sighted people that basically, you know, tell blind people or tell people that uh, this is what blind people do or whatever. We ourselves are blind people. Uh, obviously, Simon, because he went to school here, is a blind person. Like I said, what a great time we had up there, and it was great to talk to the kids and show them what blind folks can do and that they can do it as well as they grow up, whatever they're interested in to go for, and hopefully they got the message. Maybe the maybe the Buntinis helped the message sink in a little more. <laughs> but again, a lot of fun. So that is it for me today. This has been episode 211. Show notes are available over on the website, com slash 211. That's com slash 211. Remember, I Can't See You sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U.com slash 211. If you want to reach out and connect with me, there's always social media, at David Benj on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter. And I just learned something, and I'm having some difficulty, and hopefully next week I can give you a fix for it. You can leave voice memos for people as a direct message, which is great, and you have a minute. So if you talk longer than a minute, only a minute (laughs) of your message is getting through to the, the person who you're sending it to. But it is not 
fully accessible. I had to shut VoiceOver off to make it work. And I've been looking for a workaround, and I haven't found one yet. So you can also leave me a DM on Instagram using the voice memo there. If you've got sight, no problem. You can do it. If you're not sighted, it's going to be a little tricky. So if you want to leave me some sort of voice memo, you can use the number 646-926-6350. There you have up to three minutes to leave your questions, comments, show ideas, tips, tricks, reviews, ratings, anything you've got, please reach out, 646-926-6350. Leave your name in town if you do leave a voicemail. I would really appreciate it, and we'll use it on an upcoming episode. Again, 646-926-6350. And you can also email me, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. There, of course, there's no limit, and you could type everything you want in as long an email as you want. And I will also listen to that because I use <laughs> use voiceover to listen to that. Again, thank you so much for listening to episode 211, the Christmas edition. I wish you a very Merry Christmas. Be well, stay safe, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.